Hey guys, welcome to Murder Blows. You are in for a very special treat today as we have some of our too close for comfort stories from Cody and myself. This is Maisie. Enjoy. close for comfort story which is like i don't know how much closer i could get and then i have like a fun tidbit that explains why i am the way i am and i figured that could be like the lighter note that we end on into it sounds good because mine's pretty dark cool cody can go first <laughs> cody goes first <laughs> oh, oh uh, i'm looking at my phone and i found a kitty oh i'm wearing <laughs> a kitty sorry anyway Save the kitty for later I need him. He's giant and he has lots of air, ear hair and Aww. foot hair. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could show you guys this. Okay, so imagine a trash can with the spinny lids where you can like, you just like push it to put stuff in it. And it's got googly eyes on it. And so whenever the trash can is so full the lids don't close, he just looks like he's going, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. I love it. Anyway, um, this is not my episode, so I will go away. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so are you all ready? Yep. Okay. So, yes. <clears throat> I was having a really hard time of, like, finding, um, like, a close-to-home type of murder. And then I remembered at the last minute that one of my friends had a mother that was stabbed and she'll probably listen to this and she'll have to forgive me because it's been years since she we talked about this but basically what happened was her mother lived at an apartment complex and there were these little kids that lived next door and they were always hungry they seemed to be neglected sometimes they didn't have shoes their clothes are really rough and of course her mother was also a grandmother so she would get the children and she would feed them and she would love on them and she would get them you know better clothes and the parents of these children or the guardians never really thanked her or communicated with her, they seemed to be more paranoid that she was like going to call CPS or something. So a couple months or maybe a year into this, her mother is stabbed at this apartment complex and she, she ends up dying, but I guess I don't think it was her that called CPS, but I think somebody called CPS and the guy thought it was her and there was actually blood found in his, his vehicle and this went to trial and everything. And uh, of course the whole family had to go through the trial and basically he was found innocent, um, which is really crazy because he had 
the blood in his truck. Um, I know there's more details to this, but like I said, it's it's been absolutely years, and I need a major refresher. I tried researching it, but I couldn't find anything on it because this area that I'm talking about tends to sweep things under the rug because they don't like to air the crime that goes on. Um, so what it all came down to is this man ended up losing his legs, I guess while probably while he was being held for the trial because if the family didn't have money to properly take care of their children, they probably didn't have money for bond. Um, and he ended up losing his legs. So um, a couple of you that have lived here, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but there was a man that would ride down the streets in the wheelchair and he didn't oh have my god i know remember? exactly yeah oh my god that's him <gasps> wait a minute yeah. you are kidding me no. so the other day i was talking to my pest control guy and we were talking about homeless in the area and he was like yeah my wife and i used to feed the guy without the legs and i was like Ugh. no don't feed him well he died he died and the crazy part is is like there's a local message board and I was on it the other day like well this was in December actually and somebody asked about him because I guess they were concerned because they hadn't seen him and other people were like yeah he passed away because I guess he lost his legs from diabetes and I mean at this point he's living on the street so what does that say about his family like they didn't even try to take care of him after his trial. He was just living on the streets in a wheelchair with no legs. But um, basically, um, yeah, he, the, the people in the message board were talking about how he was definitely innocent. And I was just like, how? How can you say that? You weren't there at the trial. You don't know what happened. And talking with my friend, like, he was definitely guilty of this. There is nobody else that could have done that. So on top of them going to trial and him being found innocent, of course, now this is a cold case and nobody's working on it because there's no other suspects. So she just has no answers for what happened to her mom. None. That is so crazy like is that not insane yeah i used to see that guy outside of the brewery all the time like yep. that's... wow Ugh. holy shit no, thank you yeah i think i was riding with her one day and she maybe even seen him or we brought it up and she was like that that's the guy and i was like what like you're kidding me that's insane wow that's crazy but i'll get more details about it eventually and I apologize to my friend when she listens to this for my lack of memory but it's been a long time and it's something I think about often because I mean I feel awful about it and it, it just sucks that like you know okay if he is innocent then there's obviously another killer out there which I mean I don't think he is but nobody's doing anything about it if there well, is another killer out there and you're not wrong about like this area doing that. Like I cannot tell you how many people have talked to me and they're like, yeah, my friend was killed in like a hit and run accident and no mm -hmm. one did about it. Nothing. Yeah. It and, just goes away. Yeah. There was a report one day of an elderly couple um, in a hot tub. 
they were they were found by the, I guess the cabinet yes. dead in the hot tub and uh, they said it was um, not, they died by natural causes. How did two elderly people die of natural hot tub at the same time? Well, and what about did you hear about the guy uh, that was found in the tent up yes. at the hotel right down the street from my job? Yes, I did. Yeah. That was never, he, I mean, it was remains by the time they found him from what I heard. Cause it's, right. it's yeah. Right. So, what? I, oh my God. Yeah. This place, like if there's a murder, it's, it's not going to get talked about. No. Oh, no. I have some books on some other ones and it's just like, once they happen, there's, there's kind of hearsay and rumors and nothing gets done and it just gets swept under the rug. If it wasn't done by a bear, no one gives a shit around here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But that's my story. Damn. That was crazy. That was crazy. Okay, good. I just had a mini heart attack because my computer was like, we're updating. And I was like, oh my god, no. Not now you're not. <laughs> it did it. It went away. It was like, it's not responding. I was like, good. Busy. Okay, are we ready? Oh yeah, kill it, Maisie. I am... I'm, this is not... I Off air, I had talked to my co-host here, and I was like, this is a case I'm really nervous about. And I can tell you now what that was, because I will not do it. It was the Christian Newsom murders from Knoxville. And it's very heavy, and it's... It's not good. It's not a good time. But if you want to, you can look it up. Um, so I actually did not know about this case until I Googled. And you can leave this in because I don't live there anymore. Lenore City murders. So I'm from a small town outside of Knoxville, Tennessee called Lenore City. And here we go. So November 6, 2013. Um, the... Uh, whoever the sheriffs the paramedics were called to a house at 5 30 a.m the call was put in by deborah morton and she had come down she had heard a gunshot it was, keep in mind it's 5 30 a.m she heard a gunshot and it woke her up and so she called 901 and she found her husband on the couch with a bullet wound through his head so Seemingly, he shot himself in the head and died, committed suicide. So Floyd Morton was 56, and he was unresponsive, obviously. Um, when officials got there, Deborah, the wife, was standing over her husband with a brown towel over half of his face, and there was a revolver on the floor, and in the same room was a pillow with a hole and gun residue on it. And... According to Deborah, oh, I already said that. She heard the shot, woke up. She called dispatch 911, and the call was like, How does it look like the wound took place? And she said, I don't know, honey. It appears self inflicted. Which I'm not saying anything, but I'm going to say red flag when they, you know, when somebody tries to hint at something was done a certain way. That's kind of like when I do something wrong at work and I'm just like, who would do that? But it was but, me. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> at the same time, like if you're a person in shock, there's no telling what you say. You know what I mean? 
Fair. Like, it's suspicious, but at the same time, you can't judge until you've been there, I guess. Anyway, so, um, based on evidence, interviews, lab results, autopsy results, and, quote, totality of circumstances, uh, Loudoun County Sheriff's Office concluded it was not a suicide. So, they, and what's kind of crazy is that I never could find anything about whether she confessed or whatever, but this is a small town, and I don't know the population, Violet, I'm sorry, but the pregnancy rate is so high. Um, anyway. You don't have to <laughs> like Google that to tell me. Like, yeah, it, right. Being in the area that I live in, which is close, I yeah. fucking believe. Well, I'm just going to say that Jay Leno made a joke once about Laura City being high in pregnancy rate, so that's pretty much the, you know, top of our popularity. We've made it. We freaking made it, Laura City. Um, anyway, so she goes to trial in September 2016, and October, by October 5th, she was found guilty. So now she's serving a life sentence for killing her husband. Uh so, like I said, I didn't know about this case until I Googled it, and when I Googled it, I saw her face, and I was like, oh my god, where do I know this face from? <gasps> yeah, it gets so much ass. I'm not copying Karen. I'm so sorry. I love you. Okay, anyway, um, so I was like, this is definitely a face that I recognize. It's very familiar, and so I text my best friend. We're going to call her Shane, and I was like, Look, who is this face? I was like, is she from church? Is she from school? Like, what? And she just texted back in all caps. She was like, she was the receptionist at our middle school for, like, all of our middle school. No! So anytime you were sick or wanted to go home or were in an otherwise event, like, vulnerable position, you had to be like, Miss so-and-so, will you call my mom? Yes! Ah. We, I have talked to this murderer quote unquote so i was like i don't know how much more like close to home i can get besides me talking to someone that may or may not have apparently killed their husband (laughs) (laughs) so that's Uh. my not uh not stolen phrase hometown too close for comfort murder by my middle school receptionist hi Lenore City. Props, though. Props to every department that's like, uh, it's not a suicide. Because, like, I just heard about this case where a guy was shot in the back while he was bending over from six feet away. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a suicide. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I that have was zero medical degrees or forensic degrees. crazy. No, and this is such a small town, too. Like, 100% 100% all of the sh- like all of the police and the police department went to school with all the medical examiners like they all have cookouts in their backyard on 4th of July. You know what I mean? Like oh, small town. Yeah, it's such a small town that you know every and also like nothing like this happens there. It's always like drug related. But so when something like this happened, you can bet your behind that everybody was onto it. So mm. I don't really doubt that, you know, they didn't do anything wrong, police-wise. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, there was that. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I still don't 
have a corrections corner, but I do have an update to the story I told last week. Oh, do it, yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's depressing. Maybe I should. No, you can, because then I have a, like, not really funny, but an interesting thing. So. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so I was doing more research on the, the girl I did my Too Close for Comfort on, and I found out that, like, she had a master's degree in storytelling and moved to Nashville to be, like, a model, and she did birthday parties where she was Barbie and Cinderella for extra money, mm-hmm. and it makes me so sad. Okay, oh. I'll get down. That is very sad. Yeah. Unmedicated and untreated medical illness is not, or mental illness is not a joke. I mean, it's literally come up in every single episode we've done, I think, for the most part. Well, yeah, normal, sorry, that's not the right word. Stable people don't kill people. Yeah. Well, that's not always true, I guess. I don't know. Stable is such a vague term. That's very true. But so is mental illness, though. That's true. Here we go. Oh, so, okay, so I'm wrapping it up with, not, it's not funny, but it explains why I am the way I am. So, growing up, one of the, I said, I mentioned Knoxville before, one of the crown jewels of Knoxville besides, and you can fact check me on this because these are true, The one of the frats in like 2012 was like got in trouble for butt chugging. That's real. I know you know about that, Violet, because we made jokes about it. Oh, I was like, are you assuming that I butt chug? Like, no, get off my fucking case, mate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we definitely Aww. made jokes about it. Leave my butt chugging alone. I and was in college when that happened. No. <laughs> yes. No, gross. Like, so mm-hmm. just why? So, shout out to Knoxville. Second, Knoxville fun fact is an aerial view of the sorority row. Oh, yeah. Is a penis. Not what kidding. The what? Yeah. yeah, I'll send you the I link. Didn't know I'll that. send you yes, the link. Please. That's a pain. Yeah, it's really funny. So, <laughs> obviously, Knoxville is home to UTK, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And at that the butt chuggers. No, I'm just where the butt chuggers. <laughs> <laughs> They're long gone by now. I'm gonna get shot. Nah. <laughs> um. So you have the University of Tennessee Knoxville. You have the University of Tennessee Medical Center, which is a very popular and well recognized hospital. Um, my mom used to work at that hospital, and my grandparents would. They lived in Sevierville, and they would meet my mom in Knoxville because it was kind of like the halfway point for both parties and we would go with my grandparents to stay for the day and then we would after that was over meet back at the UT Medical Center and wait for my mom to be done and then she would take us home so at this time uh, I was probably I'd say it was like uh, like 99 so I'm just a tot and my brother's four years younger than me so he's like an infant and so what had happened was my grandfather brought us to there's a parking lot behind the UT Medical Center and my grandfather brought us there and he would you know hang out with us until mom was done with work and mom got done with work and she came out and my grandfather and my mom were talking and they turned around and they couldn't find me and I had my face pressed up against this like wire fence just looking at this empty lot and what I was looking at was the body farm 
Oh. Uh, and my mother said multiple times I ran away to peer into the body farm. So if you don't know what the body farm is, in 1981, forensic anthropologist Dr. William M. Bass, who has been in a ton of stuff, he's had TV shows made up after him. There's like a character in Bones made after him. Like he's written all these books. And he opened the body farm in the parking lot or in the woods behind the parking lot of the UT Medical Center. So what it is essentially is there's roughly a hundred bodies, like cadavers donated to the UT Medical Center every year, whether it's from the person themselves, like they put in their will, they want to be a cadaver for science or the family signs them up for it or whatever. Uh, they put these cadavers in different environments, whether it's in water or in the trunk of a car or on fire or whatever, and they study um, the, what is it called, rigor, rigor mortis process. Yeah. And how that works. Mm -hmm. So as like not like as a five-year-old, I'm running to this fence to see what's going on. And I don't remember if I saw anything, but I like to think that I did. And I like to think that it was interesting. And that's why I kept going back. I mean, well, why else would so I keep funny. going back? You used to be able to go through it, right? Yeah, you can't tour it anymore. Ugh. No. But John, my husband went to UTK and he said he had to park behind the medical center once, and it still smelled awful. I mean, it's 2.5 acres of, yeah, like, dead bodies. woods and dead bodies, yeah. But yeah. I just thought that was funny that Mom was like, oh, yeah, you went back there a lot. I was like, oh, sweet. They did something similar in a mall. So this is really dumb. When I was 18, I was in a modeling competition. Ooh, <laughs> picture <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, when I was... 18 and like <laughs> pseudo attractive um no do I not got... no age or 18 both of these are wrong <laughs> yeah right <laughs> okay so yeah it was in this modeling contest and i remember there was like a big crowd and i was like oh my god they're like here for this contest oh my god no they had this like setup next door and it was like uh bodies with like the muscles does that make sense? Yes. Uh -oh, we lost Cody. But yeah. yeah. She had to go. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was like, uh, like to show how like the muscle, what it, what is it called? Were you in Atlanta? Is that what you said? No, Nashville. Oh, there is a museum in Atlanta or an exhibit at least called Bodies. And that's all it is, is cadavers. Yeah. Oh with my God. Yeah. The muscles and the tendons and they're all doing different things so you can see how the body yeah. okay so it was very similar but it was in like this old abandoned part of the the shitty mall that's very scary <laughs> yeah no one was there to see me model <laughs> I they were there the dead love me love it all right i think knoxville's body farm is like one of two in the country there are five but the one in knoxville was first yeah. Corrections corner. No, I'd researched on it because I knew that that happened, but I didn't want to, you know, bullshit everything about it. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. I want my body to go to science so bad. I don't think I do because, like, okay, in theory, in theory, let's say my body is in a, a, a thing, 
I just want to sing John Mayer right now. Your body is the wonderland. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that oh, no. kind of fits. But what if I was in like one of those creepy museums? That's like, this is how skin deteriorates or whatever, right? And what if like some guy was like, oh my god, I lost my virginity to that body. <laughs> well, they, oh. well, the like they don't. Uh, they take so off my weird. They it's don't cool. have faces. I'll just cut all of this out. Please, <laughs> oh, we'll keep about like I don't want ex-boyfriend seeing my body in a museum yeah i can leave that part in it won't look good in my 18 year old pseudo modeling days. oh my god okay so good it was 18 you got it eight or 18 pick one well no i thought she oh, said 18. eight and then she was like pseudo attractive and i was like uh-uh no oh no 18 <laughs> oh god no i wasn't uh, in not john benet ramsey what the we hit a dark oh, place no. let's get out let's get out I'm All right, puppies. Um, yep. <laughs> Welcome to Murder Blows. Also, I'm two glasses of wine in, so this is perfect. I'm about six beers since 2.30. Violet. Later than that. I have to admit, shamelessly, nope, that's not the right word, but ever since I've moved away from you, my alcohol tolerance has gone way down. Really? I'm such a weenie now. Also, I found out I'm allergic to red wine. <gasps> That's okay. I don't. I can't drink it anymore because it gives me like. Oh, I get so dehydrated. Barfathon 2K15. Never forget. Ugh, just oh. looks like blood. <laughs> just looks like fucking exit shit. I didn't know you could be allergic to it, and then my friend was like, "Oh yeah, when she you get, get headaches, migraines? yeah, when you take a sip, that means you're allergic." I was like, I just thought everybody just dealt with it because it tastes good. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Maisie again. I hope you enjoyed these not, nope, these too close for comfort stories. Uh, please tune in next week for regular episodes as we talk about, we don't know yet, but it's going to be hella interesting. Thanks for listening. And don't trust your middle school receptionist. Oh my god, it, no. please, put, please put that in. I'm two glasses of wine in, so this is perfect.